From Susan G. Komen, this is Real Pink, a podcast exploring real stories, struggles, and triumphs related to breast cancer. We're taking the conversation from the doctor's office to your living room. Government regulations can have a significant and powerful impact on breast cancer nonprofit organizations and the people they serve. It is more important than ever to become involved with policymakers at the city, county, state, and national levels, and to raise awareness of legislative developments that affect breast cancer patients nationwide. Effective advocacy helps to achieve the greatest good for the greatest number of people and the entire breast cancer community. To talk to us more about public policy advocacy and how they have helped raise awareness of Susan G. Komen's mission, mobilizing a nationwide movement, creating a coalition of supporters, and attract positive media attention, please help me welcome Mary Boyd and Neil Stallings. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to have you. This is going to be a fun conversation. But before we start with any questions, can you just introduce yourselves and just give us a 10-second bio about who you are and what you're about? This is Mary Boyd, and uh, I'm, God help you, a retired federal lobbyist. I am a person who gives a good reputation for being a lobbyist. And so uh, Neil was smart enough to recognize that uh, experience, and she roped me into this. So there you go. That's wonderful. All right, Neil, tell us about you. One of the smartest things I ever did was rope Mary into this. And I am a two-time breast cancer survivor and go back with Coleman Charlotte to the beginning about 23, 24 years ago. Wow, that's fantastic. And, uh, and, and you're, you're somewhat of a dynamic duo, I'm told, right? What's, what was your nickname again? I'm Lucy. I'm Ethel. <laughs> and we had some great laughs uh, preparing for this. So uh, I'm really excited to talk to you. And more importantly, to understand how public policy advocacy is so important. So to start with, first question, why do you think public policy advocacy is so important for breast cancer patients? If you're not at the table, you're the dinner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love that. You've got to be involved because the government does research, Komen does research, so we want to make sure all that complements each other. Uh, the government helps provide screening dollars for mammograms for low-income, underinsured people, so we want to make sure that that money stays in the budget. Um, there's always a lot of pressure on federal and state budgets, and so Komen has to be involved to make sure that eliminating cancer is a priority item. I love that. Well, so, so tell me, what are some specific things that you fought for on behalf of breast cancer patients, either at a local or even at a national level with policymakers? When we were in Washington, D.C. for Summit Day this past year, Mary stood up and made a very profound statement. She said, we have been working on the oral chemo bill since, at that time she said, I was young. Now I'm going to say since we were young and we are not young. <laughs> mm. This has been a top priority for us here in North Carolina. 43 states have passed an oral chemo bill. Six have not. North Carolina is one of those. We have been working on this for at least six years, maybe more. It's called the North Carolina Cancer Treatment Fairness Act. It passes the House. 
It goes to the Rules Committee in the Senate where it dies. We have met with legislators. We have written letters to the editor. We have written opinion pieces for the um, newspaper, emails, letters, phone calls. We've rallied people and it's very frustrating, but we're not going to quit because it's very important. And here's the other thing about that. There are at least, what, 25 other organizations involved with us, American Cancer Society, Leukemia Lymphoma, top medical hospitals, clinics, pharma, you name it, and we still can't get it out of the rules committee. Mm. Um, but I'm a bulldog with a bone and I'm not going to stop. <laughs> I love how you describe yourself. I think you two have a lot of energy to provide and I love that. So tell me about one triumph in changing legislation to allow more compassionate patient policies that you're like a triumph that you're most proud of. We, some years ago, it looked like the North Carolina BSEP funding, that's Breast and Cervical Cancer Control Program, was going to be cut back. So all of us from the various North Carolina affiliates got together and met with the state uh, director of health. We don't know if we're the reason that no funding was cut, but we're going to take credit for it. And uh, we were real happy about that. And the other thing is that on the North Carolina tax form, there are three checkoff places for those uh, getting a refund. And one of those is now the North Carolina BSEP program that we also worked with our state legislators to, to get on there. Wow. Those are two things we're quite proud of. I would say at the federal level, the good news is there, uh, there does seem to be a certain amount of bipartisan support for continued and increased funding uh, at the National Institutes of Health, which is so important for research dollars going to breast cancer and other cancers. So when you go into a congressional or Senate office in D.C., you do get generally very good positive attitude about supporting the dollars for NIH. So that's one spark of hope that uh, comes out of D.C. Oh, I love that. So you're, you're educating me a lot right now. This is amazing. Uh, tell me how, you, how do you educate policymakers and decision makers at either the local or national level about breast cancer legislation that matters? Um, you got to keep it really simple, really <laughs> brief. Not to say that these are not very bright people, and we right. are grateful at the state and federal level that they are serving us, at least we hope they generally are, mm. but their time is very limited, and particularly at the state level, their staff uh, capability or quantity is very limited, so right. you have to keep your messages as simple as possible, as brief as possible, and as punchy as possible so that they get it. And that is true at the federal level as well, although they tend to have staff people who are more into the subject matter in depth than at the state level. 
I love I love that you said as punchy as possible. I like I totally agree. Communication that's punchy and to the point really makes an impact. So I, I love how you frame that. All right. So if someone wanted to become more involved in public policy advocacy on behalf of breast cancer patients, tell me what you'd recommend. I would recommend that they contact their local or Coleman affiliate that is the closest and ask how to get involved. After this interview we are, or podcast, we are going to meet with a woman who lives about an hour and a half away. She wants to get involved with advocacy. Um, we are definitely welcoming her and we'll be talking to her about what she can do. Um, we have people who do step up and want to do something, um, so we give them the information, we talk to them, we tell them what's involved, and then we're all off to the races. And in terms of involvement and just information, one thing we try to do with legislators both at the state and federal level as well as the local level is to keep them informed of common activities mm. um, which may or may not be legislation oriented. In fact, typically they are not. What we want to do and is pretty much a rule of, of keeping uh, legislators informed is for them to get to know you and you to get to know them before you have to ask them for something. So uh, as Neil put it so well, we find reasons to drip on our legislators. And uh, by dripping, we mean really brief emails that um, follow what the local affiliate is doing from a program standpoint. For instance, last week, Come and Charlotte sponsored an extremely successful metastatic breast cancer conference. So we followed up with the congressional office where in the county where we held the meeting to um, remind them that we were very interested in uh, Komen's ABCD access to breast cancer uh, diagnostic uh, services bill, HR 2424, at least I think I got the name right, the number right, if I didn't, forgive me, um, because uh, we reminded the, uh, the congressional um, staffer in the area that one, we had just held an extremely uh, important and well-attended conference in that district. Mm -hmm. And that one message that we kept hearing is metastatic breast cancer patients live screening to screening. Well, they need help with getting those screenings paid for because they're the diagnostic type uh, as opposed to an initial screening mammogram. And they're not treated the same way by uh, copayment or insurance reimbursement. So we try to level that playing field. So that was a way of bringing home the message to that field office that, hey, we asked you a few months ago to get the congressman to uh, co-sponsor the ABCD bill. What's the status of that? Right, right. Just staying on the radar. Always staying on the radar. The, I love the drip campaign. That's fantastic. So last question, how has Susan G. Komen helped give you a platform for public policy advocacy? 
Komen provides incredibly detailed and good information about legislative interests that we should be promoting both at the federal level and at the state level. And I have to say the Advocacy Summit over the years has just been a a terrific platform for Komen uh, staff people and volunteers like us to learn from. And we always have that information available. Right. The material that they send us is absolutely phenomenal. Mm workbooks, all kinds of things. And a huge shout out to Rebecca Birch and Devisha Moore. They have been our liaisons there for a number of years. That's great. I cannot sing their praises and Coleman's praises highly enough. Wow. That's fantastic. Well, Mary, Neil, uh, Lucy, Ethel, (laughs) Uh, I I cannot tell you how much I have enjoyed interviewing you. You're both amazing people doing amazing work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for your energy. Your energy. It's it's amazing. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to Real Pink, a weekly podcast by Susan G. Komen. For more episodes, visit realpink.komen.org. And for more on breast cancer, visit komen.org. Make sure to check out at Susan G. Komen on social media. I'm your host, Adam. You can find me on Twitter at AJ Walker or on my blog, adamjwalker.com.